morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'm your host here for one hour today from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. <sighs> Summer. Memorial Day's over. That means uh, you could start wearing white from what I hear. It is socially acceptable to wear white, whatever that means. I think until Labor Day, in case you were wondering. It means we got beautiful weather. Ah, summer. Everyone's favorite season, right? Not just mine. Everyone's favorite season. I don't know. Something about summer, right? <sighs> yep, I'm excited. Can't you tell? Well, I'm trying to shut the phone here so that I don't get distracted. Sorry, whoever it is. I can't get to the phone right now. Um, But we have a, a pretty... Uh, Pack show, yeah. I mean, we got two interviews within an hour, and we're going to get to it pretty early on in the show. Joanna Shepson will join the program at uh, nine ten a.m. Eastern, so very very soon. Um, and she is joined by the director of the Israel Festival, Eyal Share. That'll be at nine ten, and then Tova and Israel will join the program at about nine thirty a.m. And. Uh, she will be talking to Mordechai Holtz from Blue Thread Marketing, and I travel Jerusalem, so that'll be at 9.30. Uh, why I'm not going long is simple, A, because we, we got some good interviews going on. I want to get to some music because we still are a music show, and uh, there's only so much travel stuff I could discuss with you, right? I mean, you know, you're probably bored of it, so uh, there's only so much I could discuss it. So um, I'm here to tell you the weather's great. I'm here to tell you I'm already looking at the... Uh, the Sunday weather for the Israel Day Parade, Israel Celebrate Israel Parade, that's what it's really called. I in my head I've dubbed it the Israel Day Parade, and I don't I don't, I don't think that's factually right in terms of what they call it. The Celebrate Israel Parade, where yes, the Nachum Siegel Network will be broadcasting, and weather wise, at least temperature wise, it looks like we should be good. We'll see if it'll be raining. Uh, fingers crossed, as they say, right? Um, so that'll be Sunday. Always looking at the weather as far in advance as possible for that Sunday. And, you know, right now on my app, I see rain today, rain tomorrow. Sunny, sunny, rain, sunny, 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 sunny. Of course, that one rain in the middle is Sunday. All right, we'll figure it out. But anyway, you know the weather. I'm not going to bore you with any more traveling. Two interviews today, plenty of music. Uh, We're going to stick with acapella because that's what I've chosen to do on this show historically is stick with acapella for all 50 days because I like it. And, uh, you know, people choose different... uh, People have different menhagim of Sphira, and um, you know what? I'm just sort of like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go with both, and I like it, and hopefully people like it, so whatever. Anyway, uh, the Y-Studs with their Mahapecha Shel Simcha on this Wednesday on Bite Size right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Don't 
Your heart and your soul is wide open. You look inside and your feelings are alive. The feeling of the divine inspires you better own it. We're leading the joy revolution, the Jewish music evolution. Cause with the help of our God up above our nation as one, cause we know what the truth is. This is our time, light of the night. We dance to the beat of our own drum. We got about the light of the Torah. This is our time, Simcha tonight. Cause all that we got in the world is the love in our heart. Elohim, Elohim, Just dance, dance, dance. 
size quickly and it is time for uh <laughs> yeah you heard my voice literally like five six minutes ago but it's nine ten, and it's now time for joanna shepson's interview with the director of the israel festival i'll share right here right now in bite size at the nachum Siegel network thank you yoni so now at the end of may um Jerusalem is going to be hosting the Israel Festival, which is a well-known annual event. And I have the, the honor to be sitting with the new director, Eyal Sher, who has actually been the director of the Israel Festival for five years. Um, and he's going to give us a little bit of background on what the festival is about and what makes this year's festival a little bit different. So good morning. How are you? Very well. Thank you. So why don't you give us a little bit of a background for the people who are listening about what the Israel Festival is and where it takes place. Okay, so the Israel Festival is now celebrating uh, 58 years, so it's actually the first uh, international festival that exist, existed in Israel. It started as a classical music festival in Caesarea, and then in the 80s, uh, the quintessential mayor of Jerusalem, Teddy Kolek, brought it to Jerusalem, and it evolved as an interdisciplinary festival since, presenting music, performance, dance, theater and so on. It takes place uh, annually for two and a half weeks, May, June. And uh, it's really the main platform for the international fair in Israel. So things from all over the world uh, in those areas, in those uh, disciplines, as well as presenting original Israeli materials. And uh, it takes place throughout Jerusalem, mostly in the Jerusalem Theater, in different venues here, but also in the Tower of David and a lot of site-specific events, as well as open to the public events in various places throughout Jerusalem. So if someone is looking for an activity or for one of the shows, they'll come onto the website and then they can choose dance, music, theater, street performances, right? 
<laughs> yes and no. First, yes, they can go on the website and see exactly what's being uh, presented and when and where. Um, <clears throat> it's not organized per categories the way you present it, uh, partially because all these categories in general are mixed already today. There isn't, uh, that's part of what the festival is about. The festival is presents very contemporary things, very innovative and uh, not the, the, the regular mainstream things that you would see commercially in various uh, venues. That's what the festival is here for, to bring you the things that we see as, um, as the trends that are taking place creatively throughout the world. So a long sentence that ends with the summary that um, uh, a lot of the shows combine dance, theater, video, performance uh, together. And so you just go by date or by names that maybe you would recognize or by countries that may interest you and so on. But uh, the, the website is the place to start. So also the opening event is always a really big, ex- exciting um, activity to go to. Uh, how does this year's opening event express the new trends that are going on in culture? Well, the the whole festival is exciting. So for me, I don't separate uh, one day uh, with another. But yes, the opening event uh, usually in the past have taken place in the Sultan's Pool. This year it takes place at the uh, Piazza in front of the Jerusalem Theater. It's a musical event that's musically curated by Gilad Kahana. He's the lead singer and performer of the Girafot, if you know them. And um, he basically assembled 12, 13, 14 different uh, performing artists from the area of uh, hip-hop, rap, beat, and so on. And it's a sort of an evening of an ongoing um, mixture of that scene. So how is it innovative? It's innovative in that um, it, it presents a scene that's not yet in the mainstream or hip-hop obviously is and rap obviously is, but he's tying everything around the beat and he's presenting artists who are well-established along artists who are up and coming and um, and sort of mixing them together. So it's not a parade of each artist is going to come up and, and give one or two songs. It's rather they're all going to work in various combinations. And then after a frontal performance at the piazza from 9 to 11 p.m., we're all moving into the theater. And there on the, um, on the stage, actually, we create a sort of a clubbing scene. And the same artists are going to continue, but it's going to be in a more intimate scene and so on. So I should qualify that, um, that that much of the shows already are sold out. So everybody needs to kind of go in and see which shows still have tickets, uh, especially tourists who uh, would come specifically on those on those dates of the shows. So the show that we're talking about now, the opening show, is this Thursday, May thirtieth. Um, if you're interested in looking for tickets, you can go to the website Israel dash festival.org if you want to read it in English then slash en um, and there you can find all the information you need about tickets tickets price ticket prices can range anywhere from 60 shekel to 180 shekel is the opening event more expensive than 180 shekel uh, no the opening event is 120 shekels oh it sounds fantastic yes and there's uh, discounts for students discounts for uh, senior citizens uh, Soldiers, uh, all sort of deals with credit cards and so on. So there's, the idea is um, is to allow people um, to 
to have accessibility to it and also to see more than one show. And it, when you were putting together the schedule and thinking about the different shows and the different artists, how did you balance how many came from Israel and how many came from outside Israel? Um, we don't think about it so much in those terms. I mean, we... we the Israeli shows are mostly original productions that the festival is developing and um, the different artists with whom we want to work and that present concepts that seem to fit the artistic vision of the festival. Same thing, obviously, with the international. The international is a much longer planning uh, because, you, you know, people come with with cargo, ship, shipping, and, and, uh, and so on. So... Um, we need to plan it much more ahead. We work today already on 2020 and 2021. Wow. Um, so then let me ask you another question. Will the festival stay in Jerusalem for the future? Why is that a question? No, just because it started <laughs> off outside of Jerusalem and we, as you know, we're representing Jerusalem, I want to make sure it stays here. This is, uh, uh, this is the home of the festival now. There's absolutely no, it's, it's not a question that's on the docket at all. It's, the answer okay. is yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Excellent. And maybe just let, let's tell the listeners a little bit about your background and why your English is so perfect. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think of it as perfect, but thank you. My background is um, an Israeli. Grew up in Israel and a few other countries. Um, my dad was in the foreign ministry, so I traveled a lot. But uh, my studies, actually, my education, my higher education was done in Los Angeles at UCLA in film and television. And then I alternated between life in Israel and life in, in the U.S. So, but I'm, I'm 18 generation in Jerusalem, so I'm very well connected to Jerusalem. Not not going anywhere from here. Fantastic. So, is there any message you want to tell the listeners about why this Israel festival is going to be different than any of the past Israel festivals? Well, every festival is different because every festival presents different things. So uh, they all have a slightly different uh, personality. But the artistic uh, lineup uh, follows uh, a very curated approach of the past several years of what it is that we want to bring and what we want to bring things that you can't see anywhere else in the country throughout the rest of the year. Uh, we feel that this is what the festival is here for um, because we're, we're uh, supported by the government and by the municipality. We can bring things not on the basis of a business model so we can be more daring and, and uh, more avant-garde in a way, although we don't really use this word, uh, more innovative. And um, it's special because of the actual shows that we're bringing. You know, we're bringing two terrific shows uh, by the Kohlberg Ballet from Sweden, one with a very known uh, choreographer, Deborah Hay, from the States, from the period of uh, Maurice Cunningham and Tricia Brown and Lucinda Charles and so on. And the other show the, with the same company, uh, by a young choreographer from Sweden. So it's kind of like you see two different ends of two different choreographers, different languages, working with the same company. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, we have a returning uh, artist from France, Philippe Ken, with uh, something called The Afternoon of the Malls, or The Evening of the Malls. The Afternoon of the Malls is the version for children. Um, it's a very interesting, original visual artist, visual theater artist, um, we have a show from uh, from Poland uh, called Songs of Lear by a company called Songs of the Goat that take actually the Shakespeare classic King Lear and um, kind of 
tear it apart and re-put it together, but uh, with vocals and theater. They actually sing in Coptic, and it's a very, very moving uh, show. We have a show called Hallow from a, um, an artist from Switzerland called uh, Martin Zimmerman. That's a modern circus pantomime movement. That's also a show that's good for the whole family. Then we have shows throughout Jerusalem that are open to the public. We have a van that's going to be sort of like a traveling van circulating from different neighborhoods, uh, between different neighborhoods in, in town, and with three different programs. One program of, again, hip-hop, one of world music, and one of uh, spoken word. And, uh, and, so and these know. vans actually, um, we'll be writing about it in our blog post, they're, they're scheduled to be in certain locations at certain times. Mm-hmm. So that's a great place to bring your kids out and see the traveling van. Uh, there's an interesting show by uh, an artist named Stephen Cohen uh, called uh, Put Your Heart Under Your Feet and Walk. It's a man who lost his, his, um, his partner of 20 years, went to his grandmother and said, how can I keep on living? And she said, put your heart under your feet and walk. And it's a show that started as an actually a visual art exhibit and evolved into a performance and it's it's stunning so that that's a show to uh, to look at not for children so it's, it's a very intense show um, he's from South Africa and uh, France there are two other fascinating shows that I hesitate to talk about because they're completely sold out and completely completely <laughs> sold out well let it, let us know which uh, shows get sold out first yeah well, these are these are also smaller venues so it's not uh, Robin Orlean from South Africa, she's a choreographer, sort of revisiting uh, apartheid, the promise of apartheid um, 20 years later, how it impacts uh, gender, how it impacts uh, equal, uh, you know, human rights and so on. Um, in general, a lot of the shows deal with identity, you know, national identity, uh, gender identity, um, connection between the individual and community and multiculturalism in general, which is why we think it's really important to have these shows in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is so complex demographically, and this is a way of uh, meeting the other, getting a perspective about the other, and sort of uh, safe space for encounter and dialogue, which is a lot, really what the festival is about. Fantastic. So just to recap on that, the festival will be May 30th, this Thursday, till June 15th. And tickets can be purchased on their website, which is www.israel-festival.org. Thank you so much for sitting with us. We're looking forward. And now uh, everyone knows which which shows they want to go and get tickets for, or already start planning for 2020. Hope to see you here. Thank you. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Eyal Sher, the director of the Israel Festival. Joanna Shepson can be found at funinjerusalem.com. Joanna at funinjerusalem.com, Fun in Jerusalem on Facebook or Instagram, where you want to check out all the uh, cool things going on in the land of Israel if you're headed over there for the summer, maybe Shavuos shortly, whatever it is. Contact her, Joanna at funinjerusalem.com. More coming up, including Tovin Israel's interview, coming up at the bottom of this hour. But for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 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 oh,
time for Tobin Israel's interview with Mordechai Holtz. The, uh, he is from Blue Thread Marketing and I Travel Jerusalem. Hear more about it right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Segal Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting here with my next radio interview guest, Mordechai Holtz. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And it's so funny. I'm welcoming you to the show. This is the second time. Second time. It's been about two and a half years since the last time we spoke. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. So much has happened in the last two and a half years. Um, but I was so excited to bring you back onto the show to talk about, you know, we talked about last time, your life, we're going to give a little bit of background in that also, again, but um, there's so much to talk about Jerusalem, so let's first hear sure. a little bit about you. So, um, Mordechai Holtz, uh, made Aliyah about uh, 16 years ago, uh, almost 16 years ago, and run the social media for I Travel Jerusalem, the largest, uh, it's the official tourism division um, of the city of Jerusalem for bringing tourists to Jerusalem, as well as I run my own company called Blue Thread Marketing, which is a digital uh, strategy, digital um, marketing agency that works with companies from around the world. We've worked with clients, we've worked with clients around eight countries, uh, working from anything from content writing, social media strategy, managing campaigns, SEO, and everything like that. Uh, So basically, but my main work is working with the city of Jerusalem, which is a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. Well, I live in Jerusalem, so I'm always excited to see what's going on. Uh, on you know, I travel Jerusalem. Jerusalem has a lot of festivals all the time. Yeah, so we we actually pride ourselves, and one of the things that distinguishes Jerusalem from other cities is that we have basically an entire year's worth of calendar of events. Meaning, we have things going on pretty much throughout the year, uh, starting in let's just say, you know, between January and, let's say, in March, you already have, starting from January, you have what's called the Sha'on Choref, which is like this, you know, teens and um, the younger generation of, in Jerusalem creates an entire week, a month long of events, of uh, kind of musical events throughout the city. That's mostly for Israelis, but, you know, tourists can definitely enjoy it. Then in March, you have the marathon, which brings, this year brought a record number of 4,600 wow. um, international tourists. Then you have uh, May and June and July. May and June, you have 
Um, May you have the GFNY, which is a bike race. Um, then you have in June, you have the light festival. You'll probably have this year. In July, you'll also have the film festival. Then you have the summer festival, which is a series of events throughout the city uh, for locals. And basically, every month of the year, you have um, events that are interesting, talk about, speak to the vibe of Jerusalem in terms of the history, the culture, the food, everything, and also allows anyone who's here, to, who's visiting, really the opportunity to kind of tap into what Jerusalem has to offer. Wow, so um, in terms of the festivals, the point of having the festivals is to really, what you were saying, to bring these tourists in, because you know Jerusalem people think, oh, it's an old city, it has all the history, but to bring people in and see what, there's more than just the history, but to appreciate the history also, so you yes. bring the modern in with the, exactly. so that's, the that's exposition. Been, and with, exactly, uh, these festivals, not all of them are directly, the goal is not necessarily always to bring tourists. Some of the f- festivals will happen, whether we bring tourists or not, a lot of them are working together with the municipality. So the municipality's focus is to provide opportunities for the citizens of the, of the city. Uh, obviously, if the t- tourists come, and that's great. Um, but now we've focused more and more using the, ma- ma- the marathon as a model for success. We've kind of created four or five main festivals, which really are, are focused on four or five main ones, which we know could have a much stronger tourism component, meaning bringing people in for those festivals for three, four days, even a week. So that was most likely are the ones like the Marathon, GFNY, which is a biking one, uh, Open Restaurants, which uh, is obviously uh, food and talks about the story of Jerusalem through food. Then we have, um, we're going to be having this year actually for the first time a, a, a fashion week during July. Like, oh, like, yeah, kind of Jerusalem and fashion, how Jerusalem really does have influence on fashion in Israel in general. Uh-huh. Um, open houses, which is much more about the culture and the story of the buildings of Jerusalem. Uh, those are the main ones for now, but there are always new ones that we're trying to kind of like adapt uh, and the light festival, which we could always add to. So each one of those has opportunities for tourists, you know, for, create, growth, for yeah. growth and bringing more people from outside of the city or outside of the country. Uh-huh. So, so recently, um, I was just actually invited by I Travel Jerusalem, by you, thank you, mm-hmm. uh, to... I guess a Chinese festival, a Chinese event where you were trying to match up, you know, to to show the Chinese uh, tourism industry that Jerusalem has what it has to offer. Yeah. Um, so there is still work to do. People Absolutely. still need to appreciate Jerusalem. Absolutely. So the, fest- uh, the event that you were talking about happened last week or a couple of weeks ago, I guess it would be in March. Um, <laughs> is basically it was the idea was to provide the industry, the, the tourism-facing industry here in Israel, not just in Jerusalem, but all throughout Israel. We had hotels, tour operators, travel agents, etc. coming to, uh, they came to learn about from the actual Chinese um, industry themselves, leading social media platforms, uh, tour operators, online, uh, online booking agencies, etc. because the Chinese market is so big and so vast. Uh, and the Chinese travel everywhere, all over the world. They so. travel everywhere, and they and even though only ten percent, literally ten percent of the country of the entire uh, country has passports, there, which is That's, that ten percent is an amazing. It's huge. Of, it's like one hundred and thirty <laughs> million people. Oh wow! But uh, the idea is that in order to be, we've seen Israel has seen a growth of the Chinese tourist over the last couple of years, and we want to prepare ourselves, taking a you know, kind of much more proactive approach to how to. Get, be ready. How do we create the hotel experience? How do we create the tourist experience? How do we make sure that the signs, the you know, tourist experience, the even the payment, right? They take payment in different ways. They they right. pay they pay different ways. And how do we make everything ready so that way this growth and we can maximize the growth and also make sure that the opportunity of Jerusalem 
in terms of what the Chinese tourist or potential tourist sees on their social media, on their digital platforms. How do they see Jerusalem? Make it enticing and interesting for them to come, and also make the experience once they're here. How do we make it much more positive? That was the idea of the conference, and we're going to be continuing that opportunity、um, throughout the next couple of months and years because we know that this is the growth trend that we're seeing. Just every day when I'm walking through Jerusalem and I see another sign, you know, you have all the besides Facebook events. You see, you know, actual <laughs> the signs are all over Jerusalem. There's always an event happening, and it's exciting to see that the the city that I get to live in, you know, is always up and coming with new and exciting、uh, events. Right. To- It's the idea is to you know, there are many people who would come to Jerusalem no matter what, and、right. that's and those people. The festivals and the events may be less relevant because they know what to do already. But the、right. person who's coming here, either because he's coming for the first time or he's coming because the second time or whatever it is, they're coming to to the city that they've never been to. They've heard a lot about. Most likely, they've heard about. You know, the perception is maybe incorrect, and so that when they come here and experience it, that misperception complete almost always、uh, challenged. And all of a sudden, they have something very positive. They love the people. The people here are very friendly and welcoming. And all of a sudden, they have the welcoming people. They have an amazing experience in terms of the food and the hotels and whatever it is. And so, they've changed their perception. They are sharing their content. They are sharing their experiences. And all of a sudden, slowly, over the last you know five to ten years, Jerusalem has really put itself on the map as a destination that's really up and coming. Right. And something amazing that you're doing that you see all over. In a couple places in Jerusalem now to help those tourists with their experience, you have、uh, an I Travel Jerusalem truck. Yeah, so we have these、um, very、yeah. colorful pink, yellow, yeah. blue. <laughs> exactly. So what we did is we well, this was recently in the last、uh, about year, we've basically done a lot of back end to the story. But basically, what we've done understood is that one of the there's a couple of things that experiences that t- tourists or challenges that tourists face from when they land in Israel. One is that. You know, they get to. They think they're getting to Tel Aviv, but it's about almost equidistant from the airport to Tel Aviv as it is to Jerusalem. It's about 40 minutes.、Mm-hmm. But that being said, is they getting from Tel Aviv to, from the airport, Ben Gurion, to Jerusalem is always a barrier. You have a taxi, or you have, you know, the shirut, which almost you know very few people want. Now you have the bus, which is great, and now you also have the train. So the train was one solution. Was we really have this like city card, which basically is you buy the card before you arrive. Uh, you can buy, you know, you can get transportation on there. You get three or four attractions, like you would do in any major city in the world. You buy a, this tourist card; it gives you transportation, attractions, discounts, whatever it is.、Um, and then you have the buses, like you said.、Uh, you mentioned the trucks, but the trucks are go with the buses. They're on the buses. The 45 bus, four or five of them are branded "I Travel Jerusalem" in nice, big, bright colors,、um, and gets to gets people to Jerusalem within the 40 minutes.、Uh, then you have the train, which also on this card you can get either the train or the bus. Uh, included.、Uh-huh. Then once they get to the city,、um, you, you'll meet the step. You'll you basically have the experience where we're kind of, I'll call it like you know, you know, making sure that the tourist is really, you know, all of his challenges or of his all of his you know interests are every point of the way that he goes throughout Jerusalem. He'll find one of these trucks or find an eye travel kind of experience. So that way he's always.、Um, Positive. It's always there. It's always welcoming and always informative. So these trucks are positioned right now. One's at the market where we know a lot of tourists go. One is around the entrance to the old city, and one is the center of town. And those ideas, because we know the tourists are there anyways, are coming anyways. And like you said, they're very colorful. Again, to kind of contrast that modern with the ancient, that you know, forward-facing with the history that Jerusalem has. So to give the information, also to be you know, 
informative, welcoming with a smile, so people don't, to kind of also combat that thing that people always say, oh, Israeli people are very brash and very hard. So you have this welcoming young person with colorful and inf- giving information that's valuable to them and helping them plan their tours out and things like that. So that's the idea of the trucks. It all matches this idea of giving them a whole positive um, experience while they're here. Wow. So you're working in Jerusalem. There's always something up and coming, but you don't actually live in Jerusalem. No, I, li- I live outside of Jerusalem. I live uh, right outside in Gush Etzion. In Gush Etzion. So how does that compare living in Gush Etzion to Jerusalem? Well, growing up, in, you know, when I was growing up for 22 years of my life before I made Aliyah, I came to Israel every summer. I lived in, uh, we lived in Jerusalem in the summers. And I've seen Jerusalem develop over the last years, um, even s- since the time I was you know, 22 till now. The amount of hotels, the amount of uh, streets, even just the, the the facilities, the infrastructure is just impressive. And going to living in Gush Etzion for me is much more about like where my family lives, what the opportunities and quality of life there. But I love coming to Jerusalem and just seeing every day. You know, I, I hear the noise of the construction. I hear the, all the different the, the traffic. Some people, everyone looks at it like you know it's annoying. But when you look at it, we're coming back to where it was. You know, 10, 15, or 20, or 30 years ago. It's just inspiring to see how much the city has really kind of taken that active step into what we could do and what we, what making ourselves much more, you know, uh, welcoming and accessible. So that way, everything, everything in the city is much more interesting and positive for the person who might not only be here for three days, a day, or a week. Wow. So, what is one te- takeaway message that? When a tourist is leaving after they've had an experience with the with the I Travel Jerusalem truck, or they you know, or or they've gone to the festivals, what's one message that you hope that they leave with, or that they take home to their family back at home? I always say is that the most important thing, uh, from my perspective, when I meet with a tourist or when I speak to people who are going to bring the tourist, I always say is, if it's their first time, let them come in here with an open mind, because most likely what they've heard about or read about online is not necessarily what is actually happening on the ground. And if they've never heard of, or if it's not their first time, so then, or even if it's not their first time and if they're coming a second time, which means that they've already kind of it left a mark on them, then all of a sudden, as a tourist, you're now the ambassador to, like, like somewhat like of an ambassador to Jerusalem, right. and let people say, is this is what's go- really going on? There are festivals. There's amazing food. There are amazing people. There's it's it's accessible. It's easy to get through. You really don't have to be, you know. You don't have to be Israeli. You don't have to speak Hebrew. You can get along through English, Chinese, French, whatever it is. There's tours that give you all the information you need. And the story is much more complex than people see it on the media. So allow yourself to be that ambassador. Empower yourself to be that and create a, and, tr- and translate that into a positive message so that way the next person and pass it on to the next person. Right. It's always interesting to hear the before questions right. and then to hear the surprising reactions exactly. after. So I, I, I always happen to say that the first person, the first time visitor to Jerusalem uh, is always my favorite because they have like the most, you know, they have <laughs> one... eyes wide open. Oh, right. And they always, and the questions always repeat themselves, is it safe to come? And they always come back and say, I never felt safer in the world. They say, is, we didn't know that, the, you know, that that the old city is only one square mile, which is really, that's all it is, it's one square mile of of land as opposed to people think it's like this huge space or how far, you know, how easy it is to get through from one point to the next. Most people think that a city is this crazy metropolis where they have to get, you know, it's going to take them two hours to get from one side to the next, like in New York City, right? right? Here, you can get from one side to the next probably within 40 minutes and you're really like from from point to point. And you could walk most of it within 20 minutes and the main area is a half an hour with, right. of the experience. So 
people don't understand that and don't understand like all the different components and when they come here and they see it and they and experience it for the first time or for the second or the 50th time they always have this thing of saying wow I, I just didn't know I just didn't see that I didn't come expect that I wasn't I wasn't I didn't know read about that part and also right. when they read that they have this change and there's a switch there's always this switch that, that happens right so definitely um when they come here, they should be taking pictures, right? I mean, obviously, when tourists are coming, they're always taking pictures, but how, could, how should they, what is the best way for them to get their message out there about Jerusalem through social media? So we, you know, my, my preferred one is that if they use social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, they should use hashtag I Travel Jerusalem. Uh, that will allow us also not only to see where they're going, because we can actually track, we're not tracking in a weird way, but we're actually moderate, monitoring where most tourists go in Jerusalem so that way we can, if we need to you know, improve, up, it improve it or make sure that the, the industry there is ready for those kind of influx. But more importantly is that we can also see what messages and what sentiment is being left about it. But any person who comes to Jerusalem, like I said, they're ambassadors. So if they're younger and they prefer social media, let them use it social media. If they're, you know, they prefer traditional media, radio, TV, print, whatever it is, go out there and do it and speak about it. But even the conversations that are not necessarily formal in terms of publications, media, social, whatever it is, but even those informal conversations that happen in the coffee houses, in your house, whatever it is, creating that positive mes message and positive sentiment about the city leaves a mark to the next person, and that's more important to us than anything. From all of the festivals, what, did, what are your children's favorite? <laughs> so my children's favorite, they've, they really like the light festival. Uh, my children love the light festival because it's just so colorful and such a unique way to see the old city, and it... It brings that whole area to life, and it involves everyone in the old city. So there's no area within the old city that's not covered in lights and seen yeah. like a unique way. Uh, some of the places that you can't even access during the rest of the year because of security or because of issues of you know the timings and things like that. They open up the entire old city. One of my favorites is Marat Sitkiyahu's Cave, which you have to go to during the light festival because they open it up, um, and, you, and it's the entire area, which is like a 4,000-year-old you know, quarry all of a sudden becomes filled with lights. Um, so that's amazing. That's on like the East Jerusalem side, which many people are either nervous to go to or don't know that even exists. Uh, that's the, one of the main ones that they really like to go to. They've liked open, uh, open restaurants a lot because they get to taste and put their hands on things like that. Yeah. So that's interesting. And also, you know, every festival that we've done, those are the two mains ones that I really enjoy. The, every festival that we do in Jerusalem is really tries to bring the entire variety of what Jerusalem has to offer from hotels from rest to restaurants to museums to local community things and involve them in some way so that way the entire city is part of the celebration as opposed to just you know focused on one area one you know square mile or two square miles but rather gives, brings everyone to it um, and brings everyone into it being involved so that way people feel that vibe and feel connected to it and that also contributes to their willingness to be much more involved in when the tours come and when that influx comes. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, so this interview was very heavily talked about, you know, we, we talked a lot about Jerusalem, but I'm, I'm going to open it up a little bit. I remember your answers from last time, but let's see if there's a little bit of a difference. Sure. Last time I ended the interview asking you, what's your Israel happy place? Uh, my Israel happy place is, I still believe that my favorite place in, in Israel is Mitzvah Ramon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's one of my favorite places in Israel. Uh, I love the place. I think it's so untapped, quiet, peaceful, yet there's so much there to do and so many things to just go out there and like kind of, you know, unwind. Uh, that's one of my favorite places. 
I, I love the north. I also love the north of Israel. I've been there many times. You know, we go there for every year for Pesach. Um, and it's just so colorful and green, and especially this year when there's so much rain. So much rain. So, wow. so it's, um, it's going to be you know lush, and there's the water throughout the different um, streams and falls and things like that. So those are my two favorite places. Amazing. Well, Mordechai, thank you for sitting thank down with you. me again. <laughs> I hope it won't take two and a half years to meet again. Uh, no, hopefully not. Hopefully we can uh, to, to check out some festivals this year also. Um, okay, so uh, continued success with everything. Thank you. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Yoni. Back to you. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Mordechai Holtz, again from Blue Thread Marketing and I Travel Jerusalem. You could go to uh, Tova in Israel on Facebook, on Instagram, tovanisrael.com, where uh, we saw all the cool things going on with the, uh, that, that, um, during Lag Bomer, I should say, and all the cool, uh, interesting things going on in her life and in the land of Israel. She is there to promote it. Tova in Israel on Facebook, on Instagram. Go ahead and check it out. More music coming up here, and then we'll wrap things up. No segment that has no name today. Um, but otherwise, we'll wrap it up. And um, again, one hour because of the uh, wonderful added programming here on the Nachum Siegel Network. For those unfamiliar with it yet, um, it airs on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Our community with the United Task Force, uh, you'll want to check it out. And if you haven't yet checked it out, there's some great, great, I, I mean, really phenomenal interviews on uh, on our website, on the app. Check out the archives, United Task Force, United Task Force, excuse me. Um, they'll be coming up at 10 a.m. But then again now, more music here, and then we'll wrap things up on Bite Size at the Nahum Siegel Network.
One day we'll all be free and proud to be under the same sun, singing songs of freedom like yo. And that'll do it for us here on this one-hour episode of Bite Size. Coming up next, United Task Force. You will want to uh, check that out again. Some great added programming here to the Nachum Single Network will be taking place for really the next month or so. So take advantage of it now while it is airing. Tuesdays at 10, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. for an hour long. And if you haven't yet checked it out, go ahead and check it out on the archives, NachumSegal.com or on the NSN app archives as well and at 11 o'clock it is wednesday's live lunch with avrami finkelson you won't want to miss that yes avrami i missed the uh the straight connection between our show and your show but um okay we'll be back soon and better than ever anyway thank you all for tuning in for the last hour here with me my name is Tony pollock i'd like to wish you all a good day and remind you that the bite size is always 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 the right size <laughs>